Welcome to 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, a retrospective. Presented to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. Welcome once again to another episode of 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade. My name is Nathan. I am Robert. And today we are going to do a review of a book. Can I say it again? Not today, no flower. I'm 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 Bob. Yeah. This is gonna be real. Just Bob, Bob today. And uh, you know, normally we like to we like to give a fair, informed review of impartial. A book. Yeah. You know, we talk about the good, we talk about the bad, and uh, those are the facts of life. Uh not so much today. Not happening. Yeah. So we're we're diving deep and Today we get to review a book called Alien Hunger, and it is one of the uh, one of the early releases from '91, and it is a supplement that is designed for a new storyteller and new players to play this game. To give a quick synopsis and setup, and then we'll break it down here shortly. This book, you can tell. Ryan Hagen grabbed some local people and said, hey, let's try to play the game I made. And they were done with, like, maybe a, the chronic, a story, one story. And then he went, hey, that was amazing. We should make a book out of it. You know, here's the interesting part about it. I'm looking at Alien Hunger, and of course we want to blame everything on Mark Ryan Hagen because he was the original developer of the game and had uh, a pretty direct hand in most of the early material. Yep. His name is nowhere on this freaking book. Thought it was in the beginning. It's written by Jeff Barry, developed by Andrew Greenberg. Right, but he's one of the playtesters. Uh, I don't know if they have those on here. Yes, they do. The nicknames, special thanks to blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Oh, Monkey Boy is what yep, they call him. Monkey yeah. Boy right now. They give him a special thanks. I don't know if he uh, actually participated in the development of this book at all, because as far as production is concerned. I'm telling you, they played the game. Uh-huh. And said we could make money off this. Right. And it gives people an idea of how to play the game that they've already given instruction how to play. Yeah, so I'm going to just, I want to give everyone an idea of what they're looking forward to today. Uh, We're taking the kids' gloves off. Right off. There is little in the realm of redemption for this book. You've heard over the last three episodes, the three that we've done, we're not big fans of modules. And this is an especially poor module. All I'm doing is shaking my head. I'm, I'm you can't see that, but that I I can't shake my head enough. Yeah, the, there is nothing about this book that really I can think will will redeem it in any way, shape, or form. We tried. I mean, we knew it was bad from memory. I said the thing last podcast. It said, "Yeah, we like were alien hunger," and yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, we were, we were a little confused. We were like, "Oh wait, that's a good book," and then we were like, "No, that's not a good book." And right, uh, it just like my instinct knew it was bad. I I had replaced it with Dark Colony because Dark Colony is a great book. It's really good, full of awesome, rich characters, well thought out, interesting, a couple of nods to pop culture here and there, but done so tastefully. But we're not talking about Dark Colony yet. We're talking about Alien Hunger. We'll, we'll focus on the one positive Alien Hunger because the rest of it's downhill. It's got a map in the back. The, right. It does Denver really good. It does outline Denver, but it was but here's here's the cheat. We already knew they could research. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, already, they could research. It's no big deal. But you take the robust populace of Denver, yeah. you know, and, and the closest of Boulder, and then they're talking about how they should be two metropolitan areas. 
They kind of sprinkle where the world of darkness is, but that's the problem, isn't it? It's a vampire yeah. game. Yeah. And actually, I'm I'm, I'm going to be too far ahead. So that, like I said, they do Denver well. It's good to look at just Denver. Yep, and it's got a map of Denver in the back of the book. So this this book, this show does every Shadowrun right. supplement, <laughs> which is funny because when I was thinking about this, I was like, you'd probably be better equipped to just go buy like the first edition Shadowrun Denver book <laughs> right. and just backtrack it to your your vampire game, uh, because like this is a module again to restate, and it is a linear module. So it's not even like a choose-your-own-adventure book. It's a guide from scene to scene for your players. Why I personally think this is crap and shouldn't be something that's done is because it's designed to help you learn how to run the game, but it's not designed to help you learn how to run the game. It's designed to help you learn how to read a book and then read scenes to your players. And your players can do A or they can do B. And then they can move on to see. It's a choose your own adventure. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, so where it starts uh, is with a the, the main character. So basically, you play one of, uh, I think, five pre-made characters. And your character wakes up to a, basically a burning building. You're attacked late at night from whatever job or random thing a human being does. You miss the great part. The most boring setup possible. Uh -huh. You half make a character. You don't, you don't add any of your disciplines. You right. don't add any of the vampirism at all. You just put attributes down and some skills. Right. And then the storyteller goes, all right, hang on, guys. What did you do in your daily life? Right. You know, like you didn't think about it beforehand. Now we're thinking about your daily life. Let's set to the side. Here's the problem. They tell you to do that with the characters already made. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. We, we've already read the, the main book. We, we already have an idea of how to create a character. And by this time, we already have a full city and another one that's basically been ironed out in a full, uh, you know, beautiful sort of capacity. The, the Where it really lost me right from the start was the main sort of uh, catalyst for the players' characters getting involved in this is the vampire that embraces them. And, right, uh, but he doesn't even embrace him. Right, right, right. And and I'm going to get to all that stuff because not only does he not really embrace them, them, but he doesn't, he's not, I don't even know how he got embraced himself. They're introducing concepts in this one story right. that are not feasible right. that, by any canon they've right. put out. They defy the logic of the game. And in all due respect, in the revised editions of this game, they will clearly state this is not possible. So this is kind of one of those one-off stories that really couldn't even work in any capacity in the game in its current incarnation. And we're fairly open-minded. It would be different if they said that this character, this infamous guy who we're building up to, had established that he, if you already had that he had a level of mysticism and was close to discovering immortality, utilizing these base occult ancient techniques combining with science to make whatever sure yeah none of the, none of that so basically it gives you an out let's to just, go this is a unique dude let's just be right out with it the main catalyst for the player character involvement is a gentleman by the name of uh, louis pasteur uh who happens upon a, a vampire but who's louis pasteur ah uh, he's he's just like the guy that invented pasteurization and like like discovered germs and like 
If you don't know who Louis Pasteur is, you should probably go back to grade school. Louis Pasteur eliminated a specific thing that was a big, big deal with animals. Uh, I don't know. Rabies. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Sorry. It's, it's been a minute since I... No, it's fine. I'm, I'm not pointing out right. that you didn't know. I'm just like, refresh your time. All right. Because this dull dude... Like, great thing, but yeah. kind of weird. Awesome scientist. Weird to find him in a vampire right. game. And in the story that's written here about this this character, he encounters a vampire, and the vampire uh, is searching for a cure for his vampirism. He's cursed by this. And so Louis Pasteur works and works and works diligently to try to find a cure for him. I, what, what happens to the vampire? He disappears or something? Or Oh, no, he's uh, killed. Yeah, he, he gets killed. But... Louis Pasteur is able to by take Thaddeus, whatever, by, by other stupid fucking name. Thaddeus is an ancient vampire who learns that the vampire that made Louis Pasteur was looking for a cure to vampirism, which would upset his balance. He likes right. his immortality. Right. Right. He likes the undead. And what Louis was doing is a threat to all vampire kind. But we have to remember that uh, Mr. Pasteur made himself a vampire. Holy shit. This is the plot to Blade 2. <laughs> well, uh maybe. Uh so anyways, the the Louis Pasteur character is so old and decrepit and near death that he injects himself with some of the blood from uh what, what was his name again? From George? Yes. Yeah. So he he injects himself with some of the blood from George and then when Louis passes away, from old freaking age, he wakes up and he's a vampire. Doesn't doesn't make any sense. In fact, it's the only time in I can remember in this game that that anyone ever wrote that down and it was a thing. Just to give you a little insight, in Vampire, in Vampire the Masquerade, a vampire can create another vampire, but it is a willful act. At the point of death, he has to willfully give him blood. If he hasn't described that better, they even tell you the description of it even sums it up. It's as you are dying and your life is leaving you, the blood given from an immortal enters your mouth. And I say immortal because it's supposed to be a transference of a curse. Meaning as your soul should be departing this to the afterlife, you entrap it by extending the curse of Cain upon another human being. Now, here's why this is such a, an issue. You're probably going, hey, Nate, Bob, what's the big deal? Whatever, they used a little interesting little uh, quirk to make this guy a vampire. See, the problem, in my mind, and I'm just going to get right out here and say it, the problem with this is that it spawned like 15-plus years of idiot players trying to do dumb stuff like this. And I don't even think they read the supplement. No, but it just... They, they'd heard, hey, well, this guy, you know, whatever. I mean, happened. he made a, he makes a concoction. I don't know even how. He's trying to cure vampirism as if it's a disease. Right, it's, it's a science. Which half off, half off shouldn't work, no, right? Because, because it's not a disease. The supernatural and science doesn't add up because that's why it's called supernatural. You know what I mean? And science right. is science. Could it be that it's a curse from right. God? <laughs> so so to put it in a vial and inject, inject yourself and that makes you an immortal, uh-huh. uh, first off, at best, it'd make you a ghoul. Yeah. Because you're just putting whatever, first you inject yourself whatever bullshit, I don't know, what's what would go in that science cocktail, probably a lot of immunization shots. Bob, Bob, Bob. Science, we're using science. Just You inject yourself with science, which probably gives you the shits, and then on top of it there's vampire blood. Which, you're just a ghoul. Yeah, it's it's the modern magic, by the way. Oh, he, he used science. Or what kind of science did he use? It's the science. Let's, let's ignore it. Let's move along. 
So anyways, Louis Pasteur becomes a vampire and awakens. And uh, this elder that you were talking about. Thaddeus. Thaddeus, I guess he gets, he wants uh, Louis Pasteur to, to, to die. He wants him to go away because he's trying to cure vampirism. Which, again, I don't understand the motivation. I'm just evil for the sake of being evil. So he manipulates the Prince of Denver into hunting down Pastor, as he calls himself now. Yeah, Thaddeus travels. Right. Some reason can never kill newly embraced Louis Pasteur. Right. Has to have a lab. Has to have people help him with his experiments or what have you. Outlines that he builds this institute that has his fucking name all over it and never leaves the building, but old Thad... Right. And they describe Thad as an ancient vampire who just can't get it done. Right. He, he can't able to and, kill and, him. Right. And let's not forget Pastor, as he calls himself now, died of old age. He's so old, he died from it. But came back as a vampire. But for whatever reason, this ancient, who I don't even believe Pastor even is aware of. No, the whole time. Right. Can't, can't get rid of him. Just knows... Now Thaddeus decides to manipulate this Prince of Denver into killing Pastor and enter you. So Pastor goes and decides, even though he had no understanding of it previously, decides to go and embrace five other people. Now remember, while Pastor's doing this, Thad simply comes to the city, Thad has a meeting with the prince, and the prince is this paranoid He's just paranoid. He's super paranoid because yeah. he's super weak. Right. Like he's only he has to build a council to rule, and it's and these names suck. He is a puss puss. It's Prince Edward. Yep. His right hand martial arm named Duke, and then there's another tool who I, whose name I'm forgetting, but it's something equally ostentatious. It's like so. Interestingly enough, I don't believe that our book has the page with Edward on it. We have no, no, have, it does. Right in the beginning, there's Edward, but they don't call him Edward. You have to read it. Right, 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 right. No, words, I, they give I him a description meant, yeah. and describe his life, but they don't have over the head in print Edward like they do for everybody else. Uh, and just to put it into perspective for you folks, Edward is essentially a starting character, like with a couple of extra points thrown in. But he's a seventh generation Torador who was embraced in 1075. But if you look at his stats, not so much. Moving on to his enforcer, Duke. Duke. So, uh, old Duke. Uh, yeah, Duke. Duke actually has a, uh, he has his own theme song. So I'm just going to play that for you real quick. Just, just for a second. You won't be able to hear it because you don't have headphones on, but. Oh, I can hear it just fine. Yeah. He's got his own theme song. The look in your face is priceless. Uh, yeah. Duke is, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, no shit in his description. They state flat out Arnold Schwarzenegger from the Terminator. I'll read you the page that's fallen out of the book. They give you in all these books, they give you a description of the character. They give you demeanor. They give you nature and role-playing tips, role-playing tips. Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator reminded you a great deal of yourself. You have the same cold threat and same dedication to duty. And the picture of him, he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's an Austrian soul. Like, this is literally Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger is an eighth-generation Torador who is uh, uh, 
who lives in Denver. In Denver. Yeah. Then uh, then there's another guy in here. Just looking through some of these characters, there's this dude uh, named Jason, and Jason is Billy Idol. There's a picture of Billy Idol here. Yep. So. You know. oh, oh no! By the way, that's not Jason. That's the chick. Oh, that's Karen. Karen. Yep. I'm sorry. The it's pictures the female Billy Idol. Uh, the pages fell out of our book. Oh so. no! You thought the same damn thing I did when you looked at it. It yeah. was it's Billy Idol. Yeah, wow. it's, it's Billy Idol. Uh, yeah. He even has the theme. This prince embraced five people because he loves music so much that he made his own band. And uh, here, let's let's take a look at this guy. What's his name? Detective William Brandt. What what what's that? What's that guy look like right there? Who's I that? can't I can't see that far, but do your, uh, your uh, uh, Columbo. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> it's this fucking Columbo. Like you can see the artwork here. It literally, like the guy who wrote this. Hey man, kudos to you. You wrote a book, and White Wolf was like, "Yeah, we'll buy it." But dude, like, did you have did you have to include Columbo and Arnold Schwarzenegger? I think they're a victim of their own success at this point. I think it went so well in the beginning with the few books we already went over. That's what they had out. They had sold so well that they're sitting around going, awesome, we just got to keep coming out with content. Well, what do we got next? Well, uh, we could take the game we just played and all that stuff, and we'll put it in a module so people have an idea of what it's like, mm -hmm. what we do, what we do. And no, I'm not accepting it, because if you go back to all these lush concepts and ideas about character creation and what they tell you to build up and understand their society yeah. and all the effort they put into it, none of that went into no. the creation of these characters. And, none of that. And, and I want to I want to just state for the record here, uh, in, in this situation, like, yeah, we're giving it a lot of heat and we're giving it a lot of crap, but there is something in this module that is so utterly defiant and, and so game-ruining that it has never been included, and it completely defies every other aspect of this game if you play it. And that's a serum. And what the serum does is it allows you to regain your mortality. Yeah. Yeah. It is game breaking. The whole game is about the fact that it's a curse that eats your humanity. Right. And and, and I'll, I'll, I'll further expand on that. Why it's game breaking is because I could actually get behind that concept if you and your friends have been gaming and playing the same you know, same chronicle, same story for, you know, five, six years. You've done every single thing you could do. And you're like, let's end the game. Let's find a way now after we've gone through all of these stories and done all this stuff to to regain their mortality or give it a creepy, weird spin. If I did it, great. Right. And then they erode of old age. Yeah, because that's, yes, exactly. We, we see eye to eye here. But to do it for something that is designed for people who've never played the game and storytellers who've never story told a game before, you're you're essentially feeding them garbage. You're giving them completely wrong information. You're painting the picture incorrectly. You know, there's not, an not, out to all my evil. Yeah, it's it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. I could be immortal with potence and fortitude. Yeah. It's called a ghoul. Sure can. It's called a ghoul. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, those are some of the terrible things. Uh, are there any good things? Boulder's cool. Yeah, Boulder's cool. It seems like these uh, these pre-made characters, uh, you know, they could be interesting. Except for Flash. Arnold Simpson Flash. Flash Thompson? Yes. Yes, I do. Quarterback of Colorado, quarterback of Colorado University? Yeah. 
who clearly looks like the whole freaking <laughs> offensive line? No, Arnold Flash Simpson. You were thinking Samson because that's the character it's ripped off of. But yeah, you know, you know, we're 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 seeing eye to eye there. But yeah, there's definitely some interesting descriptions of the city. Uh, you know, there's some places of interest. So, you know, they do iron out that to a very small degree. Okay, so uh, thinking hard, I was reading they do do some good stuff. They describe and I, I mean I mean good in the terms of I think the the nest egg, the the nuggets they put in your brain mm -hmm. go so far as this. If you read the city, they tell you how there's a split class in any city, right? That if you are a member of the status quo, you are in the prince's good light. He doesn't have to worry about you doing nothing but what you normally would do. And therefore, the world is your oyster. For instance, they st strip in territories. There's a status quo, yeah. and then there is the independence. And the independents are anyone that it bucks the system. It doesn't, have to, it doesn't mean independent clans. It just, I mean, it does include them if they choose not to follow the, the prince's direction. Mm -hmm. Now, the independents, they're allotted to feed on one square block of their choosing. They're allowed to go to the prince and say, hey, I want to feed, blah, blah, blah. And the prince goes, here's the one block you get. You don't get to come to me and mm -hmm. tell me what you're taking. This is what I'm giving you. Right. And that's that. And it establishes how, okay, he does have some rule here. And it's pretty cool because any prince should do this more often, in my opinion. But if you're a member of the status quo, you get like 15 square blocks to feed in the same as any other status quo member. And you can feed. And he literally puts this in here. You're allotted two mistakes a month. As a member of the status quo, you're allotted lacks right. forgiveness. Beyond two, you have to talk to the prince face to face. Right. So as a status quo member, you're also allowed to hold influence and standing and all that fun stuff. If you're an independent, you will never rise. Right. Feed off your one square block. That's all you get. And oh, by the way, any status quo member has the right to declare sanction inside of your ear haven for the night as an independent member. Well, that's just intense. It's it's pretty cool, right? Right. Until you read who these people are trying to enforce this bullshit. Right. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. He's, he's going to come and dominate right. you. He's a, an Austrian soldier. Now he is a bodybuilder, six foot two. He's a crazy man. I, he got. I, 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 I. Get to the chopper. I am like. Get to my haven. The sun's coming I, 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 I. Wait, Maybe it's this one. Yeah, so uh, we have to remember that Terminator 2 hadn't come out when this was out. So Fair, fair. So we actually, I screwed up. Uh, this this would be his theme. Is it funny yet? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Is it funny yet? <laughs> but uh, this this book and uh, others like it, there's, a, there's actually a series of underwhelming modules that they came out with alien hunger deserves a, a a full review as we've done if you want to call it that because it's you know a 60 page plus book 65 page book that people paid money for there's another one that uh, i've made it a point not to bother trying to review and it's called blood nativity so we'll speak on it briefly here because it's 17 pages it's another module. It's the same basic premise. First night as a vampire, going through the terrors of being one. That's that's your review of Blood Nativity. The 17-page module gets two seconds. That's it. Having said that, though, we do have a pretty kick-ass book coming up soon. So then the next one 
Because guess what? Guess what? 1991's over. We've done Vampire the Masquerade Rulebook. We've done the Player's Guide, the Succubus Club, Chicago by Night, Ashes to Ashes, and Alien Hunger. And then right now, Blood Nativity. 17 pages. Uh, Don't waste your money. Uh, That's the review. Don't even remember it. Don't even bother. The next one up is Who's Who Among Vampires, Children of the Inquisition. Oh, it's an awesome book. So good. Really, we see this company start coming into its own in 92 and presenting us with really compelling characters. So that should be an interesting review, and it should be a lot of fun. And there's enough that we can actually like talk about these characters specifically instead of just going, oh, there's a bunch of characters. In the I back. mean, we're going to get into the Treaty of Tear, the Inquisition, why they're called Children of the Inquisition, right. who made them, why they made them. I mean, that's a, con- that's a content-rich yeah. pod right there. Yeah, coming up, we have the Vampire Storyteller's Handbook. Great, uh, great read there. After that, Milwaukee by Night, which is also, in my opinion... You know, one of the top five city books that yeah, they made. Yeah, Milwaukee by Night's pretty stellar. Yep. And you, you really start to get an understanding for that divide between werewolf and vampire and, like, how every city's kind of its own little war zone. So, yeah, keep, uh, keep a lookout for that. A couple of weeks, you should start seeing those. Hey, man, how else can we fill three minutes of podcast? We're done. So here's how we can fill three minutes of podcast. If you're familiar with this one, but you've never heard our other podcast, we do a free-form weekly podcast called Nerd Words, and that is available on my website, our website, utilitymuffinlabs.com. And we talk about all kinds of things nerdy, games, videos, movies, cult classic films. Occasionally, you'll get serious with some suburban life things, uh, topics. But yeah, yeah. You you're know, warned ahead of time. It, it never just hits you. It's definitely a much, uh, it's a much longer podcast. You know, this one usually is between a half an hour and an hour. And that one, you know, two hours is pretty standard, hour and a half to two hours. And it's just kind of like free form conversation. And we'll discuss some topics, maybe some things that come up in the news. Yep. So please, if you enjoy this, Feel free to go check it out and subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, share it with your friends. Whenever you're making content like this, it's important that people share it because that's how it gets around. We don't have the benefit of advertisers and, and you know, big TV stations and, and money. Or what I did. Um, I, I hate, I literally hate Facebooks with the way they group conversations because it's <clears> basically... With their integrations, just harass everybody. I mean, yeah. Just as briefly, I sent out one invite for the next nerd words we got later today, and I, I still am, and I'm so sorry. I forgot that it's like send a group message to everyone that right. you invited. Okay, I sent it, and it creates a chat room where everyone gets alerted over every single message every single time. Yeah, it, it can be very difficult to alert people all at the same time based on how social media works nowadays, because either everyone's getting annoyed. Or no one's seeing anything. Right. It's so hard. So, you know, the easiest way for us to get word out to get people to listen to our podcast and to enjoy our products, if they enjoy it, is for the people that do like it to share it. So that's that's all. You know, no no need to preach or stand up on a a pedestal here. But uh, definitely, if you like it, share it with your friends. Share it with your gaming community. Shoot it out to your live action role playing games. Send it wherever. Send it wherever. Yeah. Yeah, give us a hand. Well, that's about it, man. Alien hunger gives me a headache. I I even hate the title. <laughs> it, it's alien because it has nothing to do with Vampire the Masquerade. Immortal oh. Thirst would have been a better title, and it would have sold better just than title. Uh, Farewell to the light. 
Something. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm stupefied. I'm dumbfounded. Alien Hunger reminds me of that stupid video game coin-op that they had a long time ago where it completely ripped off aliens, mm-hmm. plural, yeah. where you're running around shooting pods and they had that alien invasion music. It was so garbage. <laughs> well, anyways, enough wasting time. We definitely appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. I'm Bob. Have a good one. And I'm Nate. <laughs> <laughs> and we're unprofessional. Ha, 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 ha.